Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yes, friends, it's a new episode of the Football Ramble. It's a work of art from the paintbrush of Josh Onomar. It's Tuesday, the 28th of July. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm Andy Brassel. I wish you guys could see the look of extreme concentration that descends on Andy Brussels' face as he says his own name. It's ever so intimidating <laughs> doing it after the great Pete Donaldson. I That's know, right? the problem. I mean, we're all kind of in a hushed, kind of like serious kind of frame of mind because Kate was given the big licks just before we started about how good she is at cello. So we're all feeling very sort of weak. <laughs> under I'm, Dr. Cello over there. I'm, I merely observed that perhaps a moment's silence, like before I used to do in my orchestra rehearsals to get us in the zone. Is that, is that how good you were? That people said, silence, please, Kate. <laughs> Thank you for your scales. Oh, shut up. <laughs> and get out. Yeah. I just wanted us to be in the perfect zone so that we could offer our best performance to the Ramble listeners. If you were going to dedicate uh, a piece of classical music to Josh Onoma today, what would it be? <sighs> it's difficult. I don't think there was as much. I'm, I'm thinking Tchaikovsky. I think right. that's mm. as, as, you know, the way he kind of slalomed past okay. those, those poor old Cardiff players. <laughs> There's a bit of that to it, isn't it? Ah, yeah. Someone else has got a bit of... I'm great. One violin. Have a bit of that. It, it felt like the world. <laughs> for me, I it think felt that's like... the first time I've ever shouted that. <laughs> I'm great. One violin. Have a bit of that. 
<laughs> One pathetic flex. <laughs> oh, everyone else went to the uh, to the uh, skate slope the uh, in Sunderland, and I had to do my grade one exam. Failed it. Took it again. There's a ski slope in Sunderland. That's <laughs> I think there is. I think it's in Big Sunderland. Reveal. Well, technically, see him. <laughs> technically, Washington. Have you been to it? Is it definitely true? I've never. I've never been. The, the, the kids disappeared. I, I stayed home and do my grade one exam. Terrible. Oh. I was terrible at the violin. Uh, ramble trip. Ramble yep. trip. Can we go skiing? Uh, if I was going yeah. to look around the room, who's the best skier? Probably say you, Kate. Would that, would that be fair? <laughs> I'm not very good at skiing. Right. You've done it, though. But I've done it. Yeah. I have okay. done it. Have you done it? Yeah, the last the last time I went skiing was in Spain, maybe. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Japan's big on skiing. Yes. Yeah, up uh, up, up north, up Hokkaido way. Lovely. Yeah. So perhaps fat, that's what we should do. powder, I hear. I think that's what the cool kids say. Right. <laughs> Right. Certainly they say some things mm. along those lines. And what they probably don't say is 10 minutes on the <laughs> championship playoff. <laughs> they don't say championship playoff recap, which it says in the running order. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. Come on then, let's dig into it. Cardiff nil, Fulham to lovely bit of Josh Onama magic, plus some Niskins Cabano. Cabano? Mm-hmm. 90 yeah, plus one direct free kick. That's it was, what it says it in mine. It was a free kick nice. dipper, wasn't it? Would it be fair to say that the keeper probably could have done better because it was a good height for him? Yes. And also, why didn't the wall move at all? One of them moved, but not all of them. Mm. But only by like, yay much. Good podcast. It was it was year high on the on the post, and I thought, oh, come on now, that was a good height for the goalkeeper. But an, an excellent uh, result for Fulham, who just seem to really like getting into the Premier League. <laughs> don't don't they just? I bet they're looking forward to being next season's Aston Villa after Aston Villa <laughs> with this season's Fulham. Yeah, I realise that is a comparison that will infuriate fans of both Fulham and Aston Villa, mm. which is really the only reason that I've said it. Yeah, Because there and, are very different I'm... reasons that they spent a hundred million plus on failure. <laughs> well, I was in a supermarket listening to your, your, your very voice yesterday talking about uh, Aston Villa doing more Aston Villary stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, the last time that they were in uh, the Premier League, I like to, I like to make friends in that part of the world. I think it's because <laughs> when I was playing um, with uh, the Wimbledon Junior Dons team mm. one year, we we went up to Aston Villa, mm. and well, I, I guess I was probably about 13, 14. I thought you were going to say you were like twenty five, <laughs> having a kick around as overage, overage player, a journalist, Juan Mata in the Spanish under twenty ones. That was me, and so we we, we turned up. And um, basically, uh, we were meant to have a game at 11 o'clock in the morning mm. with our villa equivalents and then be their guests for a buffet lunch and watch the game in the mm. afternoon oh, at, at Villa Park. Um, we got there and um, th- this man answered the door and said, the game's off. Fuck off, lads. Oh. And basically, it didn't happen. So oh, yeah, the Junior Don's the of... coolest named team in the world. <laughs> exactly. Don't so swear we, at children. <laughs> we, we hung about in the park across the road. Demanding buffet. <laughs> the, the, the older kids smoked and set fire to stuff until the game started, really. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so, the, so the game did start then? Well, well no. Oh, the, the buffet the, the had actual, been cancelled. Yeah, the actual Premier League game. or yeah, oh, I suppose it would have been right. Division 1 game in okay, those days okay. at 3pm. But yeah, no buffet neither. No. Oh, I mean, I hit Aston Villa for what they did with their banners when Newcastle went down. Up yours. 
Got yours, Villa. We're over it now. We're, We're over, over now. these things. Yeah. You'll get your time, Peter. Don't you worry. I had uh, producer Charlie says you rolled pretty deep within Wimbledon ultras. What's their vibe? Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, you can borrow pyro off uh, Boca Juniors because we have the same colour. So oh, good point. Yes, nice. Know, like it. Works. Works. Mm. Works perfectly. Was it a lovely moment when uh, Scott Parker uh, embraced um, Anoma? Uh, at the end of the match, I, that brought a tear to my eye because I love Scott Parker and mm. I loved the way that that player that like I think he said on the WhatsApp last night, uh, Andy, can, he's kind of flattered to deceive that, that footballer. But oh, what a goal! What a goal! He's been taking an absolute hammering mm. from Fulham fans, fans yeah, hasn't he? Has, hasn't he? Yeah. And, and speaking it, of skiing, that was a bit of a slalom through the defence, uh, who could have possibly done a little bit better. I'm looking at Cardiff. I'm just saying the keeper could have done a bit with a free kick. I think the the, the defence could have uh, probably uh, stayed on their feet a little bit uh, when he scored the goal. So not not great from them. But I think it was like Fulham in microcosm, really, mm. wasn't it? Because uh, I mean they were second best in the first half. I thought Cardiff looked looked pretty strong, mm. and and then the second half, I, I just got this sense of calmness from, mm. from from Fulham. The fact that they sort of grew into the occasion a, a, a little bit. And I think you, you, you sort of sense that in the Onoma goal. Like the dribble's great, but the last little jink around the defender mm. to keep your head and slot it in the corner is very, very impressive yeah. because to, to actually complete the goal, mm. the constituent parts of it are not that difficult on their own, but to string it all together yeah, is right. pretty amazing. Past, yeah. That's exactly right. He was very, he was himself very calm in the face of Alex Smithies in goal. And you're right. Yes, the defenders could have done better, but he took what he had and managed to to finish and it, it was brilliant and you're right and Scott Parker couldn't every single time he was he spoke a lot in the Sky coverage afterwards and he kept saying he just couldn't stop talking about how hard a time Josh Onomar has had and about right. how he found it difficult you know he wasn't sure if he was going to make it and he was going to play well based on some of the criticism he's been having. So it was actually... He's got his gif. <laughs> he can retire happy, says Scott Parker. There was a, there was, speaking of gifts, a lot of people on Twitter were noticing that uh, Scott Parker apparently winked at the referee and the referee returned the wink. <gasps> oh, backstairs intrigue. It's exciting. Goodness. But it's, it's, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything about Scott Parker or the referee, but, they, but the, the Scott Parker... All I could see from the gif that was provided to me was Scott Parker did a wink. I didn't see the referee wink back. That's all ah, OK, so the second wink... Wink could have been uh, yeah. Uh, we need a VAR on the on the ref wink. <laughs> there are many different kinds of winks, though, aren't there? There's there a are sort of awkward supermarket wink. There's the... <laughs> whoa. Yeah, let's let's hear about this one. <laughs> when I'm listening to Andy Brassel on uh, Football Ramble every every day. Ooh. <laughs> For me, it sometimes happens accidentally when you're trying to be too friendly to someone just in passing. I just find uh, myself winking. Or you take a a, a big a bit, a bag of flour off a, off a top shelf and a, a bit of it gets in your eye and you go, <laughs> I'm the flour pirate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like okay. that. Exactly right, like, like that. that. Okay. Yeah. Um, never, never. So you're telling me you've never just winked out of awkwardness? No, because I'm a man and I'm I, that's a bad luck. <laughs> Bad, oh, also, bad it's luck. a bad luck. It's no, not bad luck as in like some terrible uh, fate will befall me. It's it's just a bad luck. I'm not a handsome man, Kate. I'd be thrown out. Mask or no mask? I thought you said. I thought you said bad luck, as yeah, you can okay, right. uh, tell. And I thought it was like that kind of you know if you don't make eye contact with someone when you're saying cheers. It's oh like yeah, seven yeah, years yeah, bad yeah, sex yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> again, again. Is, isn't that only in France? I think that's only in France. 
The French have bad sex. <laughs> not a single one. No, not that's, that's not possible, one. as that we know. Come possible. on. It Let's is, not be silly here. It's biologically impossible for a French person to have bad sex <laughs> and not to have a cigarette afterwards. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad we're moving away from yes. these xenophobic stereotypes. Um, is it still xenophobic if it's probably pod- positive? Uh, I think it is, yes. <laughs> It's, it's, I, I think it's simply regionalist until 31st of December when we leave the European Union. Oh, yeah. no. Mate, Pangea, we were just, oh, what a big, what a big lump, weren't we? We were just, oh, what a big lump, and then we were just broke away. Oh, no. And I, for one, <laughs> love it. <laughs> this is tragic. Um, right, Onomaz good. Uh, they were good, Fulham as well, without Mitrovic. Of course, he's injured afterwards. Mm. Scott Parker didn't seem to know if he was going to be ready would for someone, next game. Would someone say better? without Mitrovic because I think the numbers back that out I think they've played I think uh, my Fulham friend Archie Rintut who tweeted about this last night was saying mm. they played six games without him this yeah. season one five and draw one it's bizarre isn't it and also there's this weird thing about Fulham having a, the most chances in the division but actually not scoring proportionately that many goals mm. so despite being the golden boot winner perhaps he's not that good, fin- good at finishing. <laughs> he gets a bit stodgy a- at times with him, I think. He, he sort of drops deep a little bit to pick pick up the ball, and or he certainly did uh, back, back when he played for my football team. Uh, and you are always a little bit worried that he's uh, one yellow card off, oh my <laughs> off, goodness, off losing, yes. losing a player. So maybe teams could play a little bit, play a little less, uh, a little more conservatively well, when he's in the side. It's funny because we had we had beef even without Mitrovic, didn't we? A bit of a, would we say light beef between Harris and Parker? Carpaccio, maybe. <laughs> a nice bit of light Carpaccio, yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're saying light beef is sort of less mm. well cooked in that instance? I, I think it's about the thickness of the cut rather mm. than the cooking of it. Got it. Is yeah. there a raw egg yeah, on top right. or not? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but well done, well done, well done to uh, Fulham. I, uh, I think that's going to be a hell of a mountain to, to climb out of. Do you think they're going to end up playing the swans or the bees in the well, final? Well, that the, that's the big question. So... Um, the next leg is on Thursday at Craven Cottage, of course. Mm. So they're taking that 2-0 advantage, Fulham home. Although, you know, query, home advantage, etc. at the moment. Mm. But I can't believe I said the Swans versus the Bees. I'm really glad you uh, papered over it. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you like to carry on with that little flight of fancy? No, I don't really know much about animals, so I don't want to dig myself a further hole. Okay. Could and the Swan sw- break a bee's arm? <laughs> so I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're taking this far too literally <laughs> well I mean bees just to be strictly speaking have arms that's what I'm concerned about I'm not concerned about it at all I, I was enjoying the flight of fancy <laughs> I'll happily move on to Swansea Brentford to be quite frank either, either way the mascots are not in the building no, are, no it's, are is that, I mean they would be. I mean that's perfect PPE isn't it right the old mascot kind of um, set up you, yeah. you're not, yeah, exactly. not going to catch anything or, or give anyone anything but, right? but how do you think you feel as, as one of those big furry idiots to know that <laughs> To, to know that you are Taking not on the mascot. To know that you're not essential staff. Yes, it's, guess, it's not me yeah. criticising them. It's football society criticising yeah. them by saying you're not essential staff. Stay away from the ground. And presumably, if you're a furloughed uh, mascot uh, inhabitor, so to speak, um, you, the, the mascot doesn't go home with you at night. That's in a cupboard somewhere at the stadium Ooh. because it doesn't. You don't need to leave. You can't be. You know, slamming ales down the pub. It's not like the. It's like an errant eagle. You can't take that elsewhere. You can't be like a, a gun for hire when it comes to being a mascot. Right. So you're saying that it's housed in the club. Yeah. So that 
could have COVID. The mascot outfit could itself have COVID. No, no, I'm, ju- I'm, ju- I'm just saying. But you I'm might be free of it. I'm just saying that you're it's very... It's impractical I- to leave with it. You, you've been furloughed and also your very identity is oh, challenged no. because your uniform and your and your reason for being, uh, bees again, <laughs> uh, is stuck at the stadium. You see, because I thought you were simply saying... Who the hell is going to leave work wearing a seven foot swan costume? <laughs> is it a little impractical? Do yeah. they have to put it under the stairs by the dressing room? And I, and I come from a town who elected the Hartlepool United mascot. So, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? Which one's the most uh, aggressive of the mascots? Because I know Wolves, the Wolves mascot, maybe playing up to character, got into mm. the odd fights. Was it last season or the season before? Right, okay. But I don't think he's the most, or she perhaps, is the most aggressive of the mascots. Mm. I wonder if they play into their animal stereotypes. Yeah, I, so I, the I, swan would be... I don't know about aggressive, but the most, the most mischievous. I remember like when you go to the press bit at Borussia Dortmund, yeah. mm. in the main stand, you walk through the museum to get there, which is very nice and very interesting. But I was looking at something on the wall of the museum and I got a tap on the shoulder and I ran around... I turned around to see no one there but the Borussia Dortmund mascot, Emma, which is a buzzy bee running off. <laughs> Just running around, buzzing around. Lovely old job. I've knocked down ginger on my shoulders. Yeah. When I uh, when I used to live in Leicester, I did see Philbert Fox eating out of a bin once. So. <laughs> no, you really, didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, let's keep it within the realms of reality, shall we, Pete? Oh, um, fuck that. <laughs> This has all been very straight-laced until you started off with that <laughs> madness. Um, Andre Ayew, lovely, lovely old goal and probably quite relieved after he had that penalty yeah. saved. Although David Rea did well, but it was pretty central, his penalty. Um, so gave him a chance, it I guess. Was, it was very Jordan Pickford. I think Marcus's oh, Pickford gland would have been pulsing at that moment. <laughs> well, yeah, and he's only 24 years old, David Rea, mm. and he is Spanish. Well, and look, look, we do it? know they're having the odd trouble with their... Uh, <laughs> Potential number one goalkeepers. So I think we should concentrate on the fact that Andre Ayew's goal was brilliant. It was squeezed. Um, that a, squeezed. A, that they've got a player like that playing in the championship. They're so lucky to to have him. You know, he's mm. a big game player. He's a he's a big moment player, and. Yeah, I, I, I love him. I think he's absolutely great. And it was just such a satisfying hit. He yeah. smashed that, didn't he? There was a, a bit of a deal of frustration in it as as, as, as well. Um, but I, I think, though, was it, was it Jim or Marcus was saying like last week, you never really fancy the team that's missed out on the opportunity to go up automatically on the final day yeah. to do it in the playoffs. And that scent is kind of clinging to Brentford at the moment, even though they had right up until those two little stumbles at the end, they had an incredible run in, didn't they? From the resumption mm. of the championship until the end of the season, which got them in the position to get automatically promoted in, in, in the first place. And we, we, we're constantly told that momentum does, it, 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 the, the facts speak themselves, the statistics speak themselves, speak themselves. momentum mm. doesn't matter. It, how could it not? It happens every year. This yeah. The, yeah. the teams that, that that narrowly miss out just don't just don't sort of manage it. I, I do kind of fear for Brentford. Obviously, they've they've, they've been lauded for their their kind of youth setup and 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 how um uh, and their kind of money money ball. I hate to say it, uh, kind of approach to, uh, to to transfers and stuff like that. It will be a shame if if they if they don't go because it is quite a romantic story. I mean, it, and it's someone new and different. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. we've seen these other dudes before. <clears throat> Let's get a bit of Brentford in the new stadium. That's right what next we want. to Sky. 
guy. Extremely mm. <laughs> <laughs> convenient. Shot yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Although but, probably easier to go and watch if they're still in the championship. True, but um, but Ray obviously uh, he's uh, target for Arsenal, I believe. Is that, is yeah, that and the Man case? City supposedly. Yeah, so although maybe Chelsea should be having a little. He's, uh, he's had some really really good performances <laughs> in the championship, and I can see him uh, them making. I think I think they've priced him at about 11, 12 million. I think hmm. so. I'd go for more, Seems to be like honest. A, he looks good. Seems looks like a good, good deal. Mm. Yeah, as you, you're absolutely right, of course. Brentford, eight straight wins and then two defeats, including that one to Barnsley. So mm. that's probably going to knock your confidence a little bit. Old Thomas Frank, uh, Barnsley had been, you know, 24th with three games remaining. Mm. So you wouldn't have expected that to happen. Yeah. And but, I was fully on the Brentford train, I have to say. But they, but they again, a short train from from, from Sky. Um, <laughs> yeah, especially laid on. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think their their nerves kind of showed with the with the penalty, which even though there wasn't much of a connection. What are you doing for crying out loud? And and and, and obviously uh, the sending off as well. Um, you know, it, it, do we back that? Rico Henry's sending off. It was at speed. Uh, he endangered the player. I think that's a pretty sort of uh, boilerplate red card for me. Yeah. Same, same. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a very modern red card, but it's still yeah. a red card. Yeah, I mean, he did career into him. Yeah, I mean, when, when people say... With a lot of feet. Yes, <laughs> with a lot of feet, yes. <laughs> when, when people say something's a, a modern red card, yeah. a very modern red card, that seems a criticism. Personally, I think, well, if you ask... Leo Messi and Diego Maradona, for example. <laughs> Which football would you rather play in? I'd prefer to play in the football where I didn't get snapped in half yes, every, exactly. every, yeah, every yeah, week. Yeah. That is emphatically a good thing <laughs> that the welfare of players is more important nowadays. Well, well I, th- I think the modern red card is, can you stand up really quickly after you've done a two-footer? That's Because that kind of what happened kind of I mean last night. You stood up and went, that was not a red card. Just because you stood up quickly, you still went in at speed. It, 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 he might have been a little bit unlucky but you know you, 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 they look nervy at times and uh, I, I hope they fortify themselves emotionally for the second leg because I'd like to see Brentford and obviously we've seen we've seen their uh, opponents uh, up in the Premier League recently and um, yeah more of a romantic story okay yeah well, well done for not finishing that with boring <laughs> <laughs> yeah right so they um, are on Wednesday, mm. playing their second leg. Uh, so it's only a 1-0 advantage, Swansea. See what they can do. Player final itself is uh, Tuesday, August the 4th at Wembley. Another weird, weird one. Let's talk about transfers, shall we? Let's. Just yes. 69 days remaining, guys, until no, the transfer window no. slams shot. Come on. It's, it's, is it going to be more sensible or more boring? or what, what's, what's happening this time now? Because everyone's talking about the lack of money. Uh, in in the market, but they, they, that must mean there must be a lot of value in the market, as they were saying. Yeah, exactly. It's the right. most it's the most exquisite transfer uh, period. Well, maybe I, I guess the question is, what are teams prepared to accept, and how desperately do they they need the money? I mean, the the Jaden Sancho and Borussia Dortmund one is is is, is quite an interesting one because. Mm. Um, it was interesting that United were briefing like a couple of weeks ago, like, mm. very recently. Oh, well, we're, we're looking at around £50 million. It's like, well, you might be looking at that. I don't know if they meant it in the Puff Daddy sense of I am literally looking, looking at, at £50 million. Pounds. <laughs> it's in my trainer cupboard. It's, it's, I'm in the supermarket winking at people. I'll give you a quid for, it, <laughs> for this top side of beef. <laughs> but I mean, this this deal is... A really easy deal, even mm. in the current market, because Dortmund don't desperately need to sell. Mm. 
Sancho's not going to refuse to train or refuse to play. So it's the only question in this is, are United going to pay them money that's yeah. required? And the bottom line is, we know of all of the clubs they are. in this environment, <laughs> they actually have it. <laughs> so, Thanks, noodles. So there you go. I mean, they're getting closer to that magic 100 billion euro mark. Mm. I think I think they'll have to go a little bit above that. But I fully expect him to be a Manchester United player by end of August. Mm. Manchester United are still refusing to meet the 110 million pound which is which is funny because because according to Bill they've offered like double what they were briefing they were offering like <laughs> a week and a half ago so if I was Dortmund I'd go like, give it give it another week and you know we might um build ourselves a second stadium <laughs> just because we can thanks Jaden you can have yourself a statue lovely old job yes <laughs> but the, the thing is I, I think Dortmund might actually hang on to the money for a bit I don't think they'll necessarily buy a replacement straight away mm. like we've seen people mention they've mentioned uh, Jonathan Akone from, from Lille who are very good at selling players which is a good job because they're in a massive financial hole <laughs> after Bielsa and his spendthrift ways <laughs> but I think when you know, especially in this market, when everyone knows that you've got that much money, mm. I think you're as best to hold on to it. They don't desperately need a replacement straight away, which might seem weird to say about a, a player who produces so much so consistently for them. Mm. But I I think they've got enough to cover him, at least for the short term. They've got yeah. Gio Reyna, they've got Torgan Hazard, Julian Brandt can play out wide. You know, there's so many options that they've got to play with. I think they might sit on it but uh, like I said this is a weird transfer in that it's a huge high spec transfer that has got a really obvious A to B because mm. like when United people were saying like a couple of weeks ago well no, they, don't, they don't really need him because of the emergence of Mason Greenwood it's like come on <laughs> come on he's available <laughs> he wants to come you've got the money yeah. he can make you better and I think the thing like we were saying about Manchester United yesterday is I don't think the fact that they have done so well to make the Champions League should gloss over the fact that they've got an enormous amount of improvement to do if they want to be a genuine title contender mm. still. And here is an A-plus star who can help bring you closer to that. But what do you do if you're United? Because you're, people are always going to know that you've got loads of money to spend and thus you spend can it? be waited for. You can People can just hold out and hold out and hold out, can't they? Because ultimately... Well, what you can do is pay the asking price rather than go back to the days of David Moyes where there is an asking price for Marouane Fellaini, for example, and you end up paying more than it. <laughs> That's what you can do. You've got the money. Why not buy Fellaini? Right. A <laughs> uh, couple of players here on the way out who have gone now. Um, Dan Lovren is, mm. has left Liverpool. Uh, without being arrogant, I think I have proved to be one of the best defenders in the world. That's my highlight from Lovren's career. I, th- I thought that was you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually more, a, more an striker, but yeah, sure. I um, also play cello. <laughs> uh, yeah, after Croatia beat England at the World Cup, mm. that was his moment. Because do you remember he was very poor in a that f- maybe you don't you guys won't remember this with such joy. But I don't remember any poor performances from Dayan Lovren. For, for no. That four-one defeat to Tottenham Hotspur, and people were sort of <laughs> mocking him and deriding him, and then he came out and showed Harry Kane who's boss. Um, <laughs> so happy birthday, by yeah, the way, not on his birthday, Harry. Kate. Don't remind him of that. Oh, anyway, so that's my hi- that's my Lovren highlights, and mm. perhaps why people don't always warm to him in this country so much as they might. I, t- I tell you what, I love the idea 
of Zenit as a very highly paid semi-retirement destination. Mm. Oh, enjoyable. Beautiful I mean, part of the world. Stadium on the on, on the river. Mm. It's absolutely fantastic. Oh. Get to hang out with Branislav Ivanovic. <laughs> Who else would you want to hang out with? Do, do, did, did you see him breaking the Russian Cup at the at the weekend? No, what did he do? Well, because the, the, um, Zenit completed the double. Please won, tell me it was a karate chop. Won the Russian no. Cup. Well, unfortunately, this wasn't a Steve Foster of Luton Town or Sergio Ramos vibe. Right. Where, Didn't drop it off a bus under, uh, a, under yeah, a wheel or anything. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't that kind of Jason Mourinho trip over one of the cables into the, <laughs> into the it, cup. It's, it's made of glass and oh, it was no. simply dropped. And the top and like one of the handles came off. Obviously, all the players found it hilarious while all the coaching staff and administrative staff were absolutely horrified. Oh no. I mean, to be honest, glass is a perfect super glue kind of, you know, Loctite job. I mean, that's the that's first thing they list on I'd, the How'd you sweep it off a pitch, though? Good point. Oh, <laughs> Good point. No. How many pieces did it fall in? Surely it was only was it not three or four pieces. Yeah, was it not kind of gorilla Pitchy. glass where they put the, um, where they make iPhones out of? Did oh, obviously only, not. Did it, well, did, well, did it? I mean, was it the joins? Because obviously it has to be fused together. Presumably it comes into a few different parts. Or did it shatter completely? No, there are some bits shattered off it. Right. So there was, it was there a shearing rather There was than a, a degree of broken glass. Right. Okay. Rather than just one element falling off it. Well, be careful. If you, in bare feet, guys. I can definitely see Diane Lovren doing that this time <laughs> next year anyway. That's the yeah. bottom line. If there's anyone who's going to drop a cup, yeah. it's probably him, isn't it? I'm having it. it. <laughs> Uh, Jan Vertonghen has also left Tottenham Hotspur as a free agent. Ah, should we roll up for some favourite moments of Super Jan? No? Feel free. Go on. Yeah. All right, then. Um, it's, it's funny, actually. I thought of Jan Vertonghen <laughs> when I was on the way here this morning because I was driving through Limehouse and there was a man who was locked out of his flat <laughs> right. standing on the pavement in flip-flops and a Superman dressing gown. Nice. I'm enjoying. That. Do you reckon he definitely was, or was he just? Does he do that every morning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Show off his ra- his uh, glad rags. Um, well, Eric Dyer tweeted in response to the kind of "bye, thank you very much, Jan." Yeah. Uh, tweets the moment when Jan Vertonghen pulled down the. P- it wasn't the pants, was it? It was the shorts mm. uh, of the Villa player Nicholas Hellenius in the League Cup. He was trying to like. I don't really know, defend with his hands and he yanked his yeah. shorts down. Straight off. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> but Hellenius finished the shot, got the shot away, which I thought was very professional. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, first thing you're taught, to be honest. <laughs> Carry on. Join, join a top need. flight level club. That's the first thing you shot. You get pantsed, the ball comes in and you've got to finish. Play to the whistle even after debagging. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but less disrespectfully, uh, probably... Uh, the 3-0 against Dortmund in the Champions League last season. Mm. I think that was one of his great performances and assists. That was magnificent. Mm. He was running things. And I think his kind of unflappable nature turned into a sort of slightly slower, lumbering style of play when you, when towards you talk, the end. But when you talk he's about been his, a great player for Spurs. Oh, he really has. And when you talk about his unflappable nature, it reminds me of when Kyle Walker for Tottenham Social Media did the um, Halloween prank where like the, the players would have to come in for an interview and it was in the dark and he'd come out like dressed as a ghost. Right. And everyone jumped six foot up in the air and did loads of swears, apart from Vertonghen. It just who was like, what oh. is this? <laughs> nice. That is exactly it. Enjoyable. Oh, that's another great moment. 
Yeah, yeah I, I think I think that's one his greatest highlight. Tottenham Probably moment. Probably his greatest Tottenham one, moment. One football match and a spooking. <laughs> and some pants. And some pants and a pants in. I would very much like to see him back at Ajax. Yes, mm. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Nine years there. Yeah. So. Would he get the money? <laughs> he is a free agent. <laughs> After the break, we'll decide. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. All right, guys, we cobbled together the funds to buy Jan Vertonghen in the break. So mm. thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, he's going to be pressing the buttons on the iPad for next time. Took surprisingly short time. Obviously, mm. um, Andy Brussel is uh, looking pretty flush at the moment. Mm. Uh, right, so let's talk a bit about some of the middle teams. I feel like they didn't get enough uh, Respect. in the Premier League. They don't deserve it, Kate. They don't deserve it. <laughs> So are you pleased that Newcastle have ascended to the ranks of middling <laughs> Premier League team? Yeah. It's not bad, is it? But it's better than a season of relegation struggle, right? It is it's better than a season of relegation struggle. But I mean, Newcastle United at the moment are just this... I mean, quite apart from the takeover, quite apart from the protest, quite apart from anything, we are just a constant conveyor belt of these broken gingerbread men. <laughs> who just we're, we're a championship, we're a bedrock championship team 
with, with with players like Matt Ritchie who play their hearts out and, and, and Jamal sells and, and we got a good keeper and, and then every year we get six months of ASM or Kennedy oh. and we go oh they're good on socials oh they're quite they've got great tattoos or they've got they're good at step overs or they wear crazy clothes and they're, they're, they're fun and they're exciting to watch and then those exciting players look around and they see people who can't put the ball in the net and it's just a constant tenure nonsense of that really and, and, and Manuel Riviere turns up for a bit and then he goes and it's just it's just that and and I think we club these kind of middle mid middle of the table kind of teams together. And I think Newcastle are kind of a, a bit of a class apart from that, a class lower than that, in that they're just a championship team who happen to have six month periods where we have quite exciting, interesting uh, players for a little while, and, and and the team really get behind them, and then they go, and then we go, oh, or they just fall out of form. Oh, you know, I'm still I'm still excited about Gabby Orbatan coming into form. To be <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it, Kate? How Sam Maximum is one of the stories of the season. Mm. Would he be that at any other club? I think is the question because would how many Premier League teams is he going to get into the first eleven of? We know he's got so much talent. Do you know why he, we know he's got so much talent? Because all we heard when he was in France <laughs> is Mario Balotelli telling him. I, I always tell him he's going to play for Real Madrid. Well, if, if Super Mario says it, <laughs> that's good enough for me. But Patrick Vieira got to the point with Sam Maximon where he completely lost patience with him. Right. And he said, right, we've got to get rid of him. But w- whatever. And I, th- I think it's really interesting that he's got this sort of combination of huge responsibility that he's never had anywhere else simply because he's technically quite a bit above everyone who he's playing with and mm. so much of what the team does rests on him. And it's, I think it's made him become more responsible and more grown up. We know he's done some stupid stuff when he was, he was a bit younger. Um, but I think the other thing is he, he gets something back from that because he gets to be the superstar. Mm. Where else would he get that? It's the Ben Arthur thing again, isn't it? Really? Too? Is that, is that, mm. would that be a fair con- Maybe. comparison? Yeah. Because, yeah. because we take these play we take these players and we have a lovely time with them and, you, I see in players like Martin, like um, Martin Dubravka and 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 ASM. I just see that that that, that putting the ball in, into the box or making save after save after save gets really boring when you're just when you look around and all of the other players are just not on your level. And I see that kind of level of oh, just get me out of here. Shay Given got to that point, yes, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He, Going he, way back. He, yeah, massively. And and and, and it, it was just a case of like I can't believe it was like the, the crows leaving the, the Tower of London. It was like or, or the Ravens <laughs> rather. Like I can't believe Shay Given's left the club. Well, if you'd watched the back four, for the, the rotating back four for like fifteen years of of or ten years of Shay Given's time at Newcastle, you, you understood. It's complete frustration, and 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 footballer just footballers do turn over a lot quicker uh, in 2020. And I just look at some of the times where he's putting the ball in, in, into the box, and nobody was on the end of it from 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 Gale to to Muto to to um, to, to, to the big forty million uh, elephant in the room who uh-huh. just cannot put the ball in the back of the net in, in spite of playing every game this season. It's it's it's. I think that will become boring and I can't see him being at the club uh, you know by, by, by Christmas uh, ASM I, I think he's too much of a, a jewel uh, to be sold if the takeover doesn't go through 
Ravens actually in the Tower of London have their wings clipped, so it's impossible. So they can't actually move. (laughs) (laughs) Is that true? Yeah. No, that's depressing. So so I don't know if that that spreads across to the ASM. How do we clip ASMR's wings, so to speak? (laughs) Um, Let's talk a bit about wolves, shall we? Mm. Uh, They. I don't think probably, in fact, definitely not fair to, to lump them in with the kind of middle rankers. They're one of the few teams remaining who have something still to play for, although they might not be in Europe. Um, the situation, well, that's it. It's a kind of backward step, isn't it, if they don't make it? Potentially, but the situation yeah. is with, I mean, there's so many, I'm delighted to say we still have permutations available to us, despite yes. the fact that the season <laughs> is over. Um, but it's possible that eight Premier League clubs could be competing in Europe next season based on a whole load of surprising and unexpected combination of things such as, for example, Wolves winning the Europa League, obviously, because they're out of the places, or if uh, Chelsea win the FA Cup, then Wolves qualify for the Europa League second qualifying round as the seventh place team. And also, I just, I just, I just think, why would you, why would you want that? You've got this. I think the smallest squad in the, in the Premier League. Mm. You, you, you've had a really, really long campaign. Um, I'm, I feel really sorry for the for the Wolves um, supporters who, who can't obviously follow their team uh, at the Europa League fixtures left. You know, they, they they could go all the way. Why would you want to get back into that? It, 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 you've you've had your adventure. Well, half an adventure, so to speak, as a, as a wall supporter, I would probably think about you know speculating a little bit and 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 and, and thickening out your squad a little bit to try and possibly you know go for go go for the Champions League. Play it seems like Nuno needs to be talked into doing that. Though. Yeah, it's, right. it's his choice because they've clearly got the resources to do that, but mm. he wants to roll with a pretty small squad. I Twenty think what, players they've used this what, season. It's, it's incredible, isn't and, it? And they've played more than anyone else and they started their season, what, a year ago yesterday? Maybe it's Something just really ridiculous like that. Maybe you just can't remember names. It's his... Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I, who are we He's got really? 2K memory. We need a memory <laughs> upgrade for him. He's, no, he's, you know, he's clearly... This is what he wants to do. This is not some mm. mistake, is it? So... I think he's probably done enough to to prove to the likes of us <laughs> that, this, Scumbags that, this is that, a, that this is a legitimate method. And mm. I mean, of course, when Leicester, I've mentioned this before, but when Leicester won the title, you know, they famously used fewer players than everyone else. It's mm. it's a strategy and, and it works pretty nicely sometimes. And Wolves are really fit as well. Correct. I, I think you look at the way they've played most of this season, that in, until very recently... It's been them coming on strong in the back end of games, yeah. which scientifically shouldn't work given the point, as you say, Kate, of which they started the season. It's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. They do a great job with the players there. Well, if you, if you compare that, a team like that to um, how um, um, a team like Crystal Palace have, have faced off in, 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 in the post-lockdown era of the Premier League, mm. they're an older squad. Um, they 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 look knackered most matches, <laughs> and their form has fallen off a fallen off a cliff. Um, so it, it, there's definitely something to be said for for for, for fitness uh, and youth and 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 players knowing, um, you know, the abilities of each other. I suppose to a certain extent, is that fair? Talking talk, talking to Palace though, <clears throat> Jordan Ayew, Premier League goal of the season. Oh, is that is that true? Has that been has that been ratified? I thought it was Sons against Burnley. Oh. Were you told that by the Spurs <laughs> fake news media? Oh, whoops, maybe I was. <laughs> We've put enough doubt in each other's minds. Yeah. Can we just say Jordan Ayew's goal was a very good was goal? A very good and goal. Quite out of keeping with the rest of Crystal Palace's season. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think Palace are an interesting one amongst this, this, mm. this lot of middlers. Like, where do they go? go. 
They they go to a place where uh, you a vending machine that uh, dispatches strikers that can score goals. Jesus <laughs> Christ, it's absolutely amazing, isn't it? That Roy Hodgson has been able to do this. So they finished fourteenth. They had what was it? Seven defeats and mm. a draw. Uh, when we started after lockdown again, I said confidently that if they were to win everything they could get into Europe well <laughs> they did not do that that but was not the outcome that we did, discovered uh, but yeah to you're very brave it. you could have brushed that under the carpet yeah <laughs> well I don't want to you but, know I accept my flaws absolutely but given that okay these results aside they started well comparatively and given that as you say he hasn't had a Hutchinson hasn't had a, anyone who can Put the ball in the back of the net for the whole of the season. Yeah, and um, when when they when they brought in um, it was Torsen, wasn't it? Like I just thought, oh, maybe this will be this will be the, the the squad that they, that he can find his, his feet. But obviously, in injuries are seen to that. They don't have anyone to put the ball in the net. Hodgson's been roundly criticised for, for for being unable or unwilling to to, to use youth uh, to to put youth in, into the side. Um, but the team looks sluggish and so fans are just sort of going, put some youth into the side, give us a bit of speed. The turnover's too slow for, for, for a Premier League team in, in, again in 2020. Mm. So, um, so, so so let's put a bit of young, let's blood some young players in because you're only going in one direction. You're getting slower and you can't score goals. You know that you know the elephant in the room when we're talking about Crystal Palace? They're, really what, what, they're the what, slowest animal. What, Joe Linton again? <laughs> What's he doing at Palace? <laughs> it's Alexander Sorlot who has been on loan at Trabs on Sport. Yes. Scored Being 30, brilliant. He's scored 30 times this season. Oh my word. He's been <laughs> absolutely fantastic. In, incredible. And he's, he's just been, not. it's not just his goals though, his all-round play has been magnificent. He brings other players into the game. Mm. Obviously, the minute he walks through the doors at Sellers Park, because it's what happens, he'll score one Bye-bye goal all, tendons. <laughs> all of his tendons will just wither. <laughs> ah! But I mean, they've they've got to at least give him a go. Mm. I mean, Trabzon Sport banned from Europe next year. They they won't be able to afford to to sign him. They're in a bit of a mess financially. So I, I think they could do a lot worse than than give him a rattle because it is the most difficult thing, isn't it, for a club of that size to find yourself a goal scorer that can score even fifteen goals yeah. in a season. That's that's really tough. They've they've got to they've got to give him a crack. Mm. The thing that people always forget about the Turkish Super League is physically it's absolutely brutal. Defenders can get away with all sorts of stuff they can't get away with in the Premier League. So people always have this worry when players come or come back to the Premier League that oh well, will they be physically up to it? He'll be physically up to it. He's, yeah. he's been metaphorically eating spinach out of a can for the last <laughs> year. Where was Les Ferdinand forged? Yeah. Turkey. There you go. Exactly. I'm going to say it in the minds of Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's. Here's on Turkey. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, that pace of the uh, Wolves side as well, a moment ago, we have just had the fastest Premier League players list, the one we've all been waiting for. It's not the Ballon d'Or, which is cancelled. Who cares about that? Mm. Um, Carl Heinz Rummenigge does. He does, doesn't he's, he? He said oh, he's going to bend Gianni Infantino's <laughs> ear because I think Lewandowski should have won it. Not bring That's back not how the, it works, not, mate. Not, 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 not let's bring back the award. Let's bring back the award. I've so, got a winner for you. Yeah, <laughs> I've got my man. I have yeah. some small sympathy with that for that, but not specifically from the Karl Hans Rummenigge perspective. Good old like, cuddly Bayern. Yeah, they do elicit sympathy, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like to be on the side of the underdog. Anyway, these these uh, Premier League's quickest stars, 2019-20. Wow. It's not... It is. No, it is. wait, it is exactly who we think it is right. still. It is Kyle Walker, top of the shops. 
I mean, wow. I, for, but for me, like speed isn't something you immediately go for him. But clearly, his kind of he's he wins fa- it every year. His fast twitch kind yeah. of muscle fibers, you know, they just engage at the right time when he's you know leaping from a window to a, to a drain pipe at four a.m. in a dress he? shirt. He's just you know, he's just he's just straight out there. He's, he can do that in a dress shirt without Nikes on. Wow, that's decent. Yeah. Yeah, and his and it was recorded. His fastest time of twenty three point four nine miles per hour was mm. recorded against Chelsea on June the twenty fifth. So it was post lockdown. Luckily, he didn't use up all his energy in the break. Mm. So is it? <laughs> you wanted a snigger for that, and you will get one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I've got to ask the question though about Aubameyang. Is it because he's thirty, or is it because he plays a little differently? Because he does play a little differently for yeah. Arsenal now, doesn't he? He's not just all about the speed. I mean, I think when you look at the transfer market interest for Aubameyang, which, well, if it was what it might have been, he wouldn't have ended up at Arsenal in the first place. Because mm. you know, if I had a quid for every time he said my granddad supported Real Madrid and it's my dream to go and play there. I would be a very rich man indeed. <laughs> but he has like quite self-consciously moved on from being this speed demon, from being this guy at Dortmund. And when he, in, in the last part of his spell at Dortmund and when he first arrived at Arsenal, this bloke who like touches the ball 15 times a game. And if he's not scoring goals, he's just not involved. Mm. Now he's started to like reacquaint himself with that all-round game. He's definitely changed, hasn't he? I think it is. It Don't just, look at me blankly. But Jim's not way, here. Is it just the way that uh, the 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 the, the um, uh, teams that, that that play at Arsenal, Arsenal have got a big reputation in spite of themselves, mm. and, and people just defend deep these days against teams that think that, that, that think they've got more. So he's ha- he's yeah. had to find a different way. Yeah, he's had to. Yeah, yeah. In front of the yeah, of definitely. Yeah, true. Um, can we stick with the qu- the main question that we want answering here, mm. which is which of the ten players on the twenty nineteen twenty fastest Premier League player award would you say you could beat in a race, Pete? Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, who we got? Can, well, Adama Traore is second to Carl Walker. I thought he would win, to be but honest. I think, so far. But, Tra- but Traore um, baby oils his arms up, doesn't he? So he's got, so a man, he's got a man who puts a baby oil on him, on what? his arms, so defenders can't <laughs> grab him. Have you not seen this? <laughs> Definitely happens. He's like the ravishing recruit of, 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 of modern football. Are you sure he gets all baby oiled up. You know how he's got that problem with his shoulder? Are you sure? <laughs> it's <laughs> probably just Raljex, isn't it? Yeah. I'm sure he baby oil his arms up so defenders can't grab him. Of course, he's, he's such a good dribbler. He mm. doesn't run in straight lines. Mm. So maybe Pete would be able to beat him. He runs pretty much like you would run to avoid an alligator that was chasing you if you're on holiday <laughs> in Florida. Uh, Yes. So from one point to another point, you might beat him. Yeah. But he would have travelled twice as far. Yes. I'd have him doing crossrail, just running <laughs> full pelt into a hill. Right through it. Here's your train hall. <laughs> Unbeatable power, that man. Fantastic. Oh, my goodness. I've lost track, I've lost track of where I am. Uh, Mason Greenwood is third, by the way. If anyone's interested, he's had a, he, he might he might find himself slowing up next season, depending on, on uh, how his football team play. But I doubt it. What are you implying? I'm just saying, Man United might change their style to accommodate new players. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I see. Who I hear is on sale for forty nine million pounds. <laughs> what an absolute bargain! Let's jaunt into Spain and a club that make Watford look like a, a bastion of managerial continuity. Almeria. What have they been up to of late? <laughs> uh, they are appointing their fifth coach of the season 
Jose Gomes, they're going Portuguese again. Yes, that's right. Guti is just a distant memory now. <laughs> Although we're not allowed to, as I've already said on here, we're not allowed to call him Guti in a um, a coaching sense. Right. So in, in one of his first press conferences for Almeria, one of the journalists called him Guti. He's, he's like, no, I'm not Guti. Mm. I'm um, Jose Maria Gutierrez here. Nice. Oh, Guti gang, Guti gang, Guti gang. Take me seriously. <laughs> I like that. It's like when Mel Senor. B became Melanie Brown. Yes. For example. Andrew Cole. Andrew Cole. Andrew yeah, Cole. That's, that's I one. mean, it's in the words of the Pixies, I am unsacked Andalusia. <laughs> they are just loving, get, it's a Pixie song, I am unshan Andalusia. Debeza. Debeza. I'm I'm helping you out, Kate. You're looking at me with with those big eyes. I'm giving you the song title. Come on. Wow, that was just a collection of words. (laughs) (laughs) But the but the uh, the owner uh, is a Turkey Al Sheikh. He is like the entertainments kind of like the the party planning committee for Riyadh, basically. Yeah. And he and he obviously I I know him from his uh, relationship with um, the WWE, and he sets up all the wrestling matches that are just uh, that none of the uh, Jewish uh, wrestlers can wrestle in. None of the women wrestlers can wrestle in and all that business. So uh, I find him endlessly uh, fascinating, that bloke. But uh, yeah, he seems very, very big on just getting rid of... Deeply uh, patient man. <laughs> deeply patient man. Well, they've, they've got, um, I think, the second biggest budget in the Segunda. Mm. So for, for him, that says... We've got to get promoted yeah. this season. Never mind the fact if you don't give anyone more than five games <laughs> to coach the team, to, yeah, to it put your... might be a little bit difficult. Mm. Um, so Guti was fired after they didn't cement a place in. Sorry, who in, was fired? In the top two. <coughs> That's very rude. I can call. I can call him Guti. I'm okay, sorry, okay. <laughs> Mr. Gutierrez, if you're listening, we apologise for Brussels. Lo siento. <laughs> but I, I think it's it's a really good question. What will happen? Not just because. Um, they're all over the place. But when will the Spanish playoffs start? I mean, this is such a mm. big deal to decide the last place in La Liga. But at the moment, everything's kind of on ice because it looked as if Elche would be the, the fourth team in it because, of course, all the games, like Monday last week, the last games of the season happened simultaneously, except for Deportivo La Coruña against Fuenlabrada because there was an outbreak of COVID amongst the Fuenlabrada squad. Six of them went down with it. That eventually ended up being 20. 20, 28 now, I think, at the, the, the last count, like in their whole kind of stuff. It's astonishing. They can't really get annoyed, can they? <laughs> I know, look, if it, if the, if it was reversed, fine, mm. but 28, what have you been up to, lads? Come on. It's, it's, it's something. Well, Javier Tebas has said, the responsibility for it is mine. I think that's the extent of the responsibility. Him saying, yeah. I am taking responsibility. I started the kissing party. <laughs> <laughs> I played spin the bottle. <laughs> I hope everyone's all right. But, but, but anyway, in terms of sporting integrity, they said, we've got to go ahead with the rest of the games. Mm. Which kind mm. of, I mean, surely sporting integrity is playing all of them <laughs> yes. at the same time. So anyway, what this meant is Deportivo, who of course, yes, we know, won the league in 2000. Um, were relegated without kicking a ball yeah. to the Segunda B, which is a, a mess for them. Fuenlabrada, with the other results, only need a point to get in the playoffs instead of Elche. Yeah. But then um, it was at the weekend, the um, uh, the La Liga released a statement going, we'd like to thank uh, Fuenlabrada for um, 
you know, agreeing not to compete in the playoffs. And um, Spanish football owes you one, is what Harry Terras said. Cool. Then, put, the, the, put a dollar sign on that. Well, put that, a euro on that, please. Friend Lebrada released a statement less than an hour later saying, Get fucked. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't opt out of the playoffs. <laughs> and we reserve the right to take legal action. <laughs> That's getting the jab in, isn't it, on Twitter? Yeah, we've broken up. We've uh, we split up. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> it is like their response to... Do you remember that guy, Eamon, who wrote that song, Fuck It, I Don't Want You Back? Yes. And Love it. it. He got the, there was the return diss track. Who, what, was it, what, was his, uh, what was the name of the uh, his ex who had a... Who had the the diss track? I, I I don't know, but I remember she rhymed that line with "your sex was whack." Yeah, didn't she? That's a good thing, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's good. Is whack is good? Isn't no, it? whack is not good. I thought whack was good. I there, thought it was like is, bad. Oh, Pete, nuts! Pete, there I is. Do not listen to enough rap like you, Andy. That which is whack <laughs> and that which is fly. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> is the flyer mascot for any teams? <laughs> It's not Brentford. It's, it's not, not Brentford. Brentford. Let's, not Brentford. Let's not get her in sex confused. Right, okay. Ah, oh. Dearie me. Let's whack off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now that's what I was confusing that with. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, no, none of that. None of that in the studio, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, right. Let, let's get out. I think that probably is the moment to get mm. out of here, isn't it, gents? Um, congrats to Jürgen Klopp on being LMA manager of the season and, re- and mm. revealing as Sir Alex Ferguson did in announcing the awards that he woke him up at 3.30 in the morning to, <laughs> to tell him he'd won the league ah. <laughs> <laughs> was, why was he fawning him he's a, he's a man of advancing years he doesn't need that in his life I was thinking the same you, yeah. don't, want, you don't want shocks at that stage of, oh, you, no. goodness. of your retirement goodness gracious don't me don't have your phone on loud it's like my mum I could ring my mum at 3 o'clock and she'd, she'd wake up because she's got a phone on loud ridiculous yeah no don't do it is that actually, yeah, so the argument you're making is that it is actually his own fault, Ferguson. Mm. Yeah. If, if you're listening. Sir Alex. Sir Alex. We're turn your phone. It's, a, it's the button on the side. It's a little flicky thing. Flick it. That, no, that's volume. Flick it. Right, we do all need to get out of here uh, for a nap because Jürgen Klopp's been calling us at all hours. Uh, tomorrow... You up, just one league. <laughs> tomorrow it's Jules, Vish and Pete. Say goodbye, Andy Brassel. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete Donaldson. See you later. I've been Kate Mason. This has been the Football Ramble. See you next time. This was a Stakhanov production. Is that you really want him? Oh, hello. Oh, it is the 10 o'clock uh, Jaden Sancho alarm. It goes off every uh, time we mention uh, Jaden Sancho on uh, on the podcast. Uh, we, we're normally not recording at this time, so uh, that's why it's uh, it's going off today. It is a Tuesday. Uh, it, it is a special time for, for, for Jaden Sancho. I'm filling. Why am I filling, Kate? You're the host. Because we're going to edit that out, so I wasn't going to waste oh, come time. Come on! <laughs> Charlie, put that at the end, you shit. <laughs> oh, yes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm -hmm. 